You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hi, and welcome to episode 57 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hello. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of our show, we all have new toys. <laughs> yes, we do. Vicki, what did you get? I got the iPhone 6 Plus. Uh, it's now my new iPad mini. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm just, just in love with it. It's not too big for you? Oh, I, uh, as I said, I think I mentioned in the last podcast that I had already gotten a case, and the case appeared to be perfect uh, for, for for my for my hands. Um, also, the fact that they moved the uh, uh, on off button to the side um, makes life a little easier. Um, and um, no, it's not too big. Uh, it's just the right size, and um, I'm using it. Uh, I would say 70% more than I used my iPhone in the past. My iPhone in the past was just something to carry my music around with. Every now and then I would text somebody and call them. Now I text all the time. I'm chasing, I'm, I'm, t- I'm looking at Facebook. I do my email. I do everything on this thing now. Um, now my, my Mac Air is sort of just for work. And the iPhone is for everything else. Hmm. Yep. I got the iPhone 6. Oh, you did? Yep. I got it about a week and a half. Uh, I ordered it through AT&T. It took about two weeks to come in, and I also switched my plan over to the family share plan, so now five of us are sharing 10 gigabytes of data. So I went from 200 megabytes to two gigs of data. So that's been very freeing. And I also bought the phone with the next plan. So I'm just paying on installments for the next 24 months. Mm -hmm. So in the long run, it's going to cost us about $80 a month less, hopefully. Because AT and T already screwed up the first bill, so mm-hmm. I was thinking about switching to like Verizon, but because um, you know it's better coverage. But their 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 plans were too expensive in comparison to what I have at Sprint. Um, I just could not see paying more for you know when I'm at work I get better phone coverage. When I'm at home I, I could use any of them. But at work, because I work down in the Silicon Valley, it's, it's a nightmare. You know, you, you can't. Um, my job is in the basement of a building, so it, it gets a little bit of, uh, sometimes my uh, my texts don't go through. Phone calls do, but it's texts and stuff like that that are sort of wishy-washy. Are there, is there no Wi-Fi in your building? Yeah, that's Wi-Fi, but uh, for some reason, the texts lately have not been, have had to be in a certain room pointed in a certain direction for a text to be delivered. <laughs> I guess I, had to, I didn't do the sacrifices the night before <laughs> properly. Um, but yeah, that's something I've been noticing is happening. But it's also, I've heard AT&T people say the same thing. I don't, the Verizon people don't have those issues. Yeah. Well, my husband inherited my 5S cool. from his 3GS. Oh, that's a big upgrade. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I think I think the biggest thing that he's excited about is when he opens his sports apps. Now they open. 
because oh, before, he was so used to just the spinning, 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 spinning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about two minutes later, the page would finally load. Mm-hmm. And by then he already knew what the score was. <laughs> now it's like he touches, you know, he touches it, boom, it loads. Yeah. And not only that, it has a retina, dis- uh, retina display. Yeah. Which that, that he doesn't yeah. really, when I told him that, he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he just was happy that the apps opened. Yes, he can see. Well, the thing is, is I think when you get used to the retina display, you know, if, if you gave him back his 3GS, he'd say it looked fuzzy. I think he would. Because you get used to that clarity in your eyes. It's, mm-hmm. be- it's a beautiful thing. Yes. <laughs> and he still has hardly, he still has, I showed my phone, I said, look, I have pages and pages and folders. And he just stared at me like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. He's got maybe 10 apps. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' <laughs> d- d- the apple, Dunkin got, Donuts. The apple. He's got the Apple apps that came with the phone. He's mm-hmm. got, of course, the Dunkin' Donuts app. And then a handful of sports apps. What, what does the Dunkin' Donut app do? It's to, it's to pay for his coffee. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, so instead of having to, you know, just like anything else, like a Starbucks, you know, you put so much money onto it, and then he can just use it to pay for his coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it, too. That we don't have to worry about cash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now he can do his fantasy football. Cool. Yeah, and now he can know. And Suze? Yeah. This is A, you got... I got the iPad Air 2. I upgraded from an iPad 3. And it's kind of sad because I only got the iPad 3 a couple of years ago. And then literally, what, four months later, they came out with the iPad 4. And then last year, they came out with the iPad Air. But this, um, I had purchased on my iPad 3. I originally bought an iPad 2 with 32 gig of space, which was nowhere near enough. Because I do review, I used to review a lot of apps for Pocket Size Podcast. And I do a lot of stuff. I basically have transplanted anything that I did on my um, uh, laptop onto the iPad. So all my writing, everything, artwork, I always do on my iPad. So then I, I bought the 64 gig iPad 3, and it's heavy. Oh, I can't get over how heavy it is. But the iPad Air 2, I did not buy the gold. I just couldn't. I really could not see having white around on the screen. That really is distracting for me. So I bought the Space Gray. I was very impressed um, with Apple because when I ordered it, uh, I'll be in. I'll be leaving for Germany this week, and I thought, oh, I'll never get it in time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it came last week. Uh, it was just wonderful. Um, I opened it up. I it restored it from my iPad 3 backup. And it's so fast. I can't get over how fast it is. Uh, apps run faster. The new Pixelmator app, which is a fabulous uh, app by Pixelmator, it's an uh, editing app for photographs or images. And that is just smoking on the wow. iPad Air 2. Um, the only thing I find that's a little disappointing is people have not, the companies have not really come out with... Um, cases for it yet most of the cases are going to be available in november and december but there was one case that i got that is very similar to the apple case for 80 dollars. it's just um it's basically just to cover the back you know and it has the magnetic front and that was like six bucks on amazon wow <laughs> was very cheap go. and i said well i'll see that's the oh, but it was the only one that would be available before i leave for germany and i thought well worst case i'll go to apple and buy you know the ipad or two case because i it is so thin um, that I, I would really be reluctant to travel with it without some type of protection. So is it thin, is it thin as a pencil? It is thin as a 
pen. It's thinner than a pencil. It's thinner than a number two pencil, definitely. Uh, it's a laminated screen now. So as Tim Cook said, it has, I think, what, three billion um, transistors on it. And you can actually see that in the light. You can really see, like, little uh, circuits underneath it um, if you don't have the screen on, if it's dark. But it's, it's really beautiful. Uh, the camera is a 5-megapixel camera now. And I have to say is that the iPhone 5S, which I have, is also a 5-megapixel uh, camera. This one is not as sharp, and it doesn't have the light sensitivity as the camera in the 5S. It's better than the, the 3. It's better than the iPad 3, not as good as the iPhone 5S, in my opinion. But they did, I think, tweak the front camera for FaceTiming and Skype. So mm-hmm. I haven't tested that out yet. But I'm very impressed with it. Yeah. I'm very, and I have 128 gig of space. So, well, actually, I don't. No, I only have 69. I wow. only have 69. Wow. But that's better. That's better than what I had. So, wow. yeah, that's very, what, very happy. That's what I like about this, the iPhone 6. I now have 64 gigs instead of 32. Wow. And, you know, the thing is, is apps, what mm-hmm. people say is, I went to the app store with my iPhone. The guy said, oh, you have 400, you know, and 80 apps on your iPhone. And I said, well, most of them are photo editing apps. But what he doesn't realize is the upgrades take space, you know, when you, when you update an app. And these apps, they're getting more and more robust. They're getting more powerful. And they take up, they take up more um, space on your device. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you need more room. Yeah, now I can put a lot more music on my phone. I yeah. think I yeah. had about 1,000 before. Now I've got about 2,500, which still isn't everything. But I'm, I was I wasn't as um, restrictive. I was just yeah, let's take this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. So that part I like too. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do have to mention, which is a, a little off topic, is I upgraded to eight point one iOS eight point one, and I was all excited about being able to use Apple Pay. Oh, so yeah. I put my credit put my credit card in, took it no problem. I know I have a Chase credit card, and I know some people are having problems, but I had no problems with mine. Mm-hmm. And I went to CVS yesterday. The same day that CVS stopped accepting Apple Pay. Oh, yes, that's right. Why did they and stop? I went up there. I went up there and I, I went to the register and I said, Do you take Apple Pay? And the guy goes, Yeah, we took it earlier this week. Great. Rang up my order, used Apple Pay. It said it was accepted. I'm like, Awesome. Then all of a sudden, the cashier says, Oh, it didn't take it. You need another form of payment. Aww. So I had to use my credit card. Wow. They stopped. Yeah, CVS stopped taking it. Well, they're doing their own. They're doing their own um, NFC. Their near field communication. They have a, their own app. I read that in Zeit today, and some other companies. I think they're going to. Walgreens does too. Mm-hmm. Walgreens has their own yeah. own one too. I think they're going to end up shooting themselves in the foot because I think Ready. as people get more and more excited about Apple Pay and want to use it and can't, I think there may be a backlash. And you know, they might end up losing customers. That's what CBS needs to be careful of. People will just go to uh, a pharmacy, it's like, okay, fine. You know what? I'll take my business elsewhere that will accept Apple Pay. They might end up shooting themselves. It'll be interesting because I think with NFC, we're just starting to see the nascence of it. You know, it's just starting out, and it's going to be interesting how all of these um, yeah. companies react to it. Yeah, but I think what's happening is, like, for your swag green, you use Apple Pay, but they have their own app that you use, and it goes through Apple Pay. It'll pull the card from your passport. So they use that, like my credit card um, 
companies, a couple of them, they have their own app that they use to verify uh, your Apple Pay payment. And it, it, will, it will let you know uh, things like, okay, you got some payment uh, that just came in. And it also will include all the Apple Pay payments that you have. It's just notifications. But they, they have their own app, but they still use Apple Pay. So I don't know if that's yeah, what CVS is going to do, but that's what Walgreens does. Well, right, CVS, CVS shut it down, mm-hmm. and I think Rite Aid shut it down, yes. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Basically, I think from what I read, they said that both of Rite Aid and CBS are members of um, it's called uh, the, the Merchant Customer Exchange. Mm-hmm. So Target, Walmart, Best Buy, they're all part of that. So that's they, they want to. I think they're the um, app that they have is cur- currency, and yeah, it's current, and then with yep. a capital yep. C, mm-hmm. currency. and that's it, that's supposed to uh, launch next year. So that's. I don't know. That's going. It's going to be the. It's a competitive thing. Mm. So Google Wallet, Apple Pay, and then you'll have currency, and let's see who wins. So yeah, be. but my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is currency uses your checking account, oh. not your credit card. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm not linking up my checking account. Me neither. No. Plus, I like my credit card because I use it for the perks. Yeah, I just yeah. I looked up currency, and currency users will have to either connect their bank account to the app or a retailer's branded debit or credit card. So yeah, so you you basically do your bank account or through a Walmart or Target credit card. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, I like my I like my my perks. I have a Southwest credit card, which is how I now use the points, which got me to Orlando last week. Oh. Which speaking of Orlando, when I was in Orlando. Uh, I tried using Apple Pay at a Starbucks. They had no idea what I was talking about. No clue. When wow. I said, do you accept Apple Pay? And they just the guy just stared at me. I said, never mind. Wow. And I just used my credit card. I was at Macy's, and this is a gigantic Macy's. No clue. Wow. The other thing about currency, it says traditional credit card accounts cannot be used with currency like they can with Apple Pay because the mer- it is the merchant customer exchange retailers are trying to avoid the transaction fees associated with them. So it's it's basically a bottom line. They don't want to pay the percentage. My fear, I, I, my, can't, my fear, I can't see that being successful. My, no, I can't either. My fear is leaving the house without my wallet. Depending on this, this Apple Pay currency and all this other stuff. And then you get to the store, you can't buy anything. You, know, you can't purchase your gas. Or you can't do what you need to do. And I want to leave my wallet at home. Yeah, we're I not agree. there yet. We're not. We're not there yet. You're yeah. going to have to bring both. I mean, there's, it's going to be a lot easier to just go into your pocket and pull out your phone yeah. to pay for something with yeah. Apple Pay rather than dig through your wallet for your credit yes. card. It's going to be a while. But you're going to need to have that credit card in your wallet mm. for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I I can't see currency. I think people are going to be uncomfortable linking their bank account. And not everybody is going to want to go out and get a Walmart credit card or debit card so they can use this. Absolutely. I think for the same reasons. Either you want the perks on your particular, you know, whatever your particular perk happens to be, or a lot of times you just get a, you know, Bank of America credit card because it's just easier. Well, you can have a Bank of America or Chase that you get points so you can put them towards, you know, plane tickets or, you know, what whatever you want. But the thing is with... 
Walmart and a lot of those other credit cards is that they have very high interest rates. Yeah, I do. You know? yeah. So, yeah. you know, I again, you know, this the consumer gets really shafted on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, if you link your credit card, it, it, I am more apt to use Apple Pay that if I have, like, say, for instance, a Chase credit card that I get points for some, something, whether it's plane tickets or whatever. I will use that all the time because, number one, it's more secure. And number two, I'm racking up points mm-hmm. that, you know, we can just pay off with our Chase account. And, you know, we don't incur the, the super high interest rates. So I, I, think this, I think there might be a backlash on this. You know, and, I, and, I, I agree with And another caveat. CBS should have let their, through their app or somehow, they should have gotten that out onto the press that they weren't not going to accept Apple Pay. You know, what? they originally said they were, and then they decided not to, but they should have let people, customers know. There, there, know was a, there, came in. there was an article in the, in the paper that was saying that some uh, banks and some um, um, stores were going to go along with Apple Pay, but of course we, they didn't list uh, all of the ones that weren't going to go along with it. So, I don't know. Um, it, it's... it's I'm sure there are people gleefully saying, ha, 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 the Apple's late to the game and, it, and they didn't play it well. But, you know, it, this is for all of us to benefit from, not just, okay, you're an Apple person or you're an Android person or you're a member of some exchange uh, company or whatever. Um, it, it's We're so far behind it, uh, everybody else in the world that it's, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so, Suzanne, if... It- if I use currency and I choose not to link up my bank account, does that mean if I want to go to Walmart, I have to have a Walmart card? Yes. And then if I want to go to Rite Aid, I have to have a Rite Aid card? Yes, according to this article. That's this ridiculous. Insider, yes. And, and then as far because as your- they, they don't want to have any of the transaction fee with a credit card. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like PayPal. If you, if you buy something with PayPal, you know, um, like if, for instance, if you're selling something on eBay, and the person purchased it through PayPal, you get, you know, you, there's a transaction fee, you know, through PayPal because it makes it easier to, you know, to deal with, pay, with PayPal for that type of transaction. This one, it's, it specifically says that traditional credit cards account cannot be used with currency because they're trying to avoid the, re, uh, the transaction fee. So they will have to connect your bank account or like Walmart, Target, any debit or uh, credit card that you have. And uh, you know what? I don't want more credit cards in Absolutely. Who's I do going not to, want more credit cards. Right. And who's going to want to apply for 10 more credit cards and, just and so they can use a quick pay at the register? Not to mention that. And it's going to... Not to mention... And it hurts your credit score. It hurts your credit score exactly. when, you, when, you, 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 when you drop those credit cards, too. So you got to remember. Okay. Exactly. I, I, I mean, it, it really hurts you when you just... When you, your, the consumer, cancels a credit card. And I don't know why... But you shouldn't be penalized because you suddenly decide that you don't need all these credit cards. So you got to be very careful about adding all those things in there. <laughs> I mean, we get, we get shafted. It makes no difference. We're still going to get shafted. One of the things I, 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 you need to be aware of also is this isn't really new because, you know, when you get those discounts at certain gas stations, like, I don't know if you guys have Arco's back there, Arco gas station. Um, Not anymore. We don't. Yeah, Costco and all of those where you go and you get these little low uh, price um uh, for it's much lower than the regular gas station. Well, you can't use a credit card there either. You can only use a debit card, you know. So, or their uh, or the Costco card, or a uh, Arco gas card. So that's how you get those discounts. And I think it's probably the same thing. They don't want they want to have the credit card fees, and 
they can reduce the price of the gas as a result and so on. Yeah, yeah because then, basically then, what CBS did is they, they shut down the NFC at the cash registers, but they also did it with Google Wallet, too. So it's not just with Apple Pay. Right, yeah. It's also with Google Wallet. Exactly. So yeah. there, I, I, there's a big backlash. I was just noticing um, on a couple of websites that people are really ticked off. Mm-hmm. You know, they said that's, that's really stupid to, to do that. Yeah, they may, you know they, why? Mm-hmm. It's because they're not ready. Their app, that currency, is not even going to be available to next year. So I don't think they want the competition from Apple because trying to get their currency out, it's going to be it's going to be a dud because everybody's going to be using either Google Wallet or Apple Pay. Or maybe, or maybe that people don't trust Apple Pay now because it's you, know, it's you can't use it anywhere. So when currency comes out, they won't use that either because they didn't trust Apple Pay. You know, so uh, if you got people to adapt to Apple Pay, then they might just adapt to your application too. So it, it's. It's, it's stupid. You know, I'm going to wait until everybody gets their act together before I, well, before I, I leave my wallet at home. <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing is, is that what people don't realize is that, you know, you have to have, you have, to have a phone that can do NFC. Be, yeah. I mean, you can't do this. You can't use Apple Pay with an I-5. iPhone 5S, for example. Right. So you have to use the 6 or the 6 Plus, And I'm sure Samsung um, is going to be coming out with NFC in their phones. And it's just, it's going to start to proliferate as people upgrade their phones. So, mm-hmm. you know, three years from now, most people are going to have a phone that will do NFC. And the thing is, is people are loyal. They're either loyal to Samsung or the Android devices, or they're loyal to Apple devices. I mean, if you think about it, Nokia had great phones, but do you ever hear of Nokia anymore? I mean, they've really gone mm-hmm. by the wayside. Yeah. And so if you think about the big contenders with iPhones, I mean, excuse me, with phones, mobile phones, is Apple and um, Samsung. And so I think, I honestly think is that this, with this app, um, this currency not being available to next year, and people eager with their new iPhones or the new Samsung phones that are coming out, they're going to be wanting to use Google Wallet and Apple Pay. They're going to demand it. And I think I would imagine that CVS might reverse itself or Walmart. I think I think this whole mer- merchant thing it might end up shooting themselves in the foot. Apple's just as big as they are. I mean, you're talking about the homeless that are arguing with each other, basically. You know, it's like with Apple and Samsung, and Apple with Google, and Apple with Microsoft. I mean, these are big ticket players. Millions, so of, millions of customers, millions. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But when people go in. And if they can use, if you can go to Walgreens and use your NFC with your Apple Pay or Google Wallet, they'll just start. They'll just say, "Okay, I'll go to Walgreens because I can. I can use it there. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I, I can have a credit card enabled. I don't yeah. have to use my bank account." Oh, no, and that's a simple change for your drugstore. Just call your doctor and say, "Okay, this is my new pharmacy to my prescription mm-hmm. store." And the other yeah. other thing is that now Apple Pay. Every transaction is encrypted. Now I don't know about Google Wallet yet. I haven't read enough about it, and that's my bad. But if if these uh, if this currency comes out, are they going to be encrypting? Are they going to be doing? I mean, I would trust. Actually, I, I'm not trying to be a fangirl here, but I would actually I would think that Apple, um, because of any backlash, if it, it was it was not secure, I think they've given this a lot of thought before they made it live. And I don't know about currency. If they're rushing to get this app out, is it going to be as secure as Apple Pay or Google Wallet? Well, legally, you know, that's another. 
there's some legal hurdles you have to, to go through before that application would ever hit the, the streets. You know, it's not just, okay, we're we going to get this out here. Um, you're dealing with uh, financial uh, issues, there's some F- FDIC rules and things they have to follow. That's right, Vicki. Yeah, that's so. The, absolutely. And, and encryption yeah. is, is mandatory and all that other kind of good stuff. So that's probably the reason why the they, it's taking them so long because they want to make sure that those things work as well as the interface and not all other things. So, yeah. 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 And I would think the banks would not sign up if it wasn't, you know, 2,000% secure. Well, the banks, well, are, the banks that, have their own thing. You know, they're, they're, they're not right, interested you know, in CVS and the rest of them. Yeah. I'm sorry. But you, no, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that, at least, and I'll tell you why. Because in Europe, they have had credit cards with chips for many, many years. Yeah. And yeah. they're more secure. The U.S., the banks have been dragging their feet getting chip cards. Why? We have the highest amount of fraud Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the world here, credit card fraud. And you would think after losing so many millions and billions of dollars through fraud, they put a chip in a darn card. So, and, and, and most cases, in most cases, you have to ask for it, you know, or, we or it's, only, it's only in your re, their reward uh, credit cards and stuff like that. Like those yeah. Well, those are coming out next year, those no, chip we, cards. We those what? Say again? They're here. We, we yeah, have, they we are. Have yeah, I have, I have I have a couple of them, one for Wells Fargo, yeah. Yeah. We bought the chip card because when we go to, like I think I said on another podcast, when we go to Europe, it's really a pain when we're trying to get gas. You can't use your your credit card because it doesn't have the chip. It will not accept it. Mm -hmm. So Chase does offer a chip card, and that's what we we Yeah, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, all the major banks offer them. But I think it's it's some You just have to request it. Yeah, some banks, some banks, some banks, yeah, you have to request it. Some of them, it comes with like your, you know, the reward cards or specific cards. Um, But yeah, you can ask for it. But they should have had this out years ago. I mean, Europe has. There's no reason why we could not have it either. You have to realize, very, very slow. You have to realize banks do their own homegrown stuff inside, and each bank does it differently, and they're going to take their time about doing whatever they want, they need to do because. If anything costs them money, they're gonna drag their feet. They don't want. They don't want to spend a lot of money. You know, yeah, all like this is about crisis. making money. Yeah, I like the housing crisis. Oh, yeah. They did yeah. all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know that. <laughs> yeah, but my understanding is that late 2015, everything's being transferred to chip. The, the terminals have to be changed for yeah, chip credit cards for in the United States. 2000 what? 15. 2015, yeah. about a year from now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though, is that Europe's had it for many years. Right. We, right. we haven't. You know, I think the first time, when I went back to France in 2008, they had them. You know? Yep. So that was quite a while ago. Yeah. So, yep. and they, I mean, because I had a heck of a time in Paris when I was trying to go into a kiosk in the metro to try to get some tickets. And I, I had to get cash. I had to go out. Go to an ATM, a bank ATM, which did accept our credit card without the uh, without the chip. Get some euros, uh, and then go back down to the kiosk and use cash because um, without the chip card, it just didn't work. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know, the bank should be happy about that because it's going to make payment more secure for them. Yeah. Okay. So we spoke a little longer than we thought we would <laughs> about our new devices and iOS 8 and so forth but what we wanted to talk about today is something that is near and dear to Suze's heart you've felt, and you've expressed your opinion about this before Suze but it's we'll, we'll just call it Gamergate <laughs> well it's I think Vicky 
feels the same way. I think yeah. maybe we all feel the same we way. We do. We do. You know, I think anytime women, um, it's, 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 it's very interesting because I think anytime women are in, tried to foray into a male dominated field, um, you know, whether it's engineering, whether it's management, and in this case, um, this is really more about ethics and journalism, but into gaming, um, there's just this late, this uh, really latent mis- uh, misogyny that comes to the forefront, this, this, this terrible sexism. And, you know, we've been hearing a lot about it in the press lately between, you know, uh, if you think of all the things that come to the forefront with the NFL domestic assault issues that have been happening for years, but basically they have been just brushed under the, the rug, even in college football. You know, how many um, women um, have had, you know, uh, sexual complaints against football players and because that's a, a multi-billion dollar industry, it kind of gets swept under the rug. Um, and even the, the comments I found that I couldn't believe that the CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, said those things about, you know, if women um, basically... Be patient. Should have faith in the system to give them a raise, and they should, you know, and karma. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that could be a cultural thing. I did cut him some slack. I, th- I thought, well, you know, culturally, you know, I think he was brought up in India, and there is some cultural differences. But he's been working here long enough that he must know of a, a type of bias that women have to um, be up against. You know, they don't call it the glass ceiling for 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 nothing. But the Gamergate um, issue. When I found very offensive that Zoe Quinn, and for those of people that have no idea about it, it basically started off um, that uh, Zoe Quinn, she was a game developer. And basically, uh, I think someone uh, that she had a relationship with, an ex-boyfriend, he basically um, alleged that uh, she had a romantic relationship with this journalist and that he was giving her good reviews based on that relationship, which was unfounded. And so it's basically what it's, wouldn't you say, Vicki, it's just escalated? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, there's been death threats against uh, uh, Anita Sarkeesian and other game developers that they've had to flee their homes. This is the United States. This is absolutely ridiculous. And the 2014 we are dealing with men that feel so threatened they have to lash out uh, against women. And I'm getting really concerned about the, you know, they hide under a cloak of anonymity, you know, with their blogs or Twitter or it, it's just terrible. And I think that social media sites need to out people a little bit more, you know, yeah. when they're making death threats. Well, I think also this is part of this culture where if I don't agree with you, I'm, it's free for me to attack you personally. But in my opinion, yeah. if you have to attack me personally because you don't agree with my opinion on something, then you don't have a good argument. That's And that's the reason why Gamergate is falling apart. These guys look like a bunch of stupid bullies. Um, they're, they assume that some of these women are just going to tuck their tail and run. And what they don't realize is that those are federal crimes when you threaten somebody like that. You, the federal government gets involved in that. Um, that this isn't a, a cute little thing. This, they're, these are not young boys either. I believe these are adults. These are not young kids, teenagers. 
these are adults that are doing these things. And, and um, I know gamers. I know gamers have. I mean, there is a cult of gaming. What's Call of Duty? Halo. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of online gaming. Yep. Most of them are male. Yeah. There is. I mean, that's that's a given mm-hmm. because look at the type of games. They're usually first person shooter games or. I think World of Warcraft might be a little bit different, even though a lot mm-hmm. of ma- there are seems to be more yeah. female gamers in like World of Warcraft. But um, you I, know, I think that these women developers coming out with trying to get you know millennials and get women involved with gaming, I don't see what's so threatening about that. I don't either, because personally, I like first person shooter games, but I don't think I want my the late uh, my character to have her. Uh, uh, bikini on while she's shooting. I'm see what's the purpose of that, you know. Um, but if um, they decide that that's a character that they want to develop, so be it. I just won't use that character. But uh, it shouldn't be the only image you see of women in gaming. It's not. That's not necessary. I mean, I don't see the purpose of Grand, that. Look at Grand Theft Auto. I yeah. mean, I've never played Grand Theft Auto. But um, according to one of my sons that has, uh, my eldest son that has played it, you know, I mean, I think, I oh, think there's, yeah. it, it's attack on women. I think if there's rape involved. I, yeah. if I know there's prostitutes. There's prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. How, many, yeah. how many prostitutes can you run over and get points? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so even, if you think about when gaming, I mean, if you go way back, okay, I'm not showing my age too much here, but Remember Laura Croft in Tomb Raider? Yeah, I yeah. mean, my husband loved playing that game. And mm-hmm. I just thought, really? I mean, of course, she had the big boobs and, you know, the, the Barbie waist. and But that's how women are always portrayed in this in, in the gaming world. You know, they have to be sex objects, basically. And I just think that to have a virtual rape, I, I you know, of course... You're going to have people say, "Well, if you take that out, or you, it's it's censorship." But I think that's the overt view of the whole gaming world: is this latent, you know, um, it's okay to have violence against women. And where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line if you're going to be um, misogynistic or do a virtual rape on a game and in real life? You know, sometimes those boundaries, who knows, they can be blurred. They cert- certainly are in the NFL, you know. Mm. You know, I really was so shocked to see that Ray Rice video. I cannot believe he cold cocked her. And you know, there was again. If you, I went on some, I went on Bleacher Report, and I was looking at, you know, um, I was reading about the article, and there was actually some guys that said, well, you know, she hit him first. What? <laughs> Since when is it okay to cold cock a woman or, if she or, hits you? Or anybody? I mean, that's, anybody, that's, that's, that's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit much. Uh, to to knock somebody out, you know that's a bit much. Thinking, you know, and you know, and now they're thinking, oh, poor Ray, you know, he'll be reinstated because he shouldn't, you know, he has an indefinite ban. But, uh, you I know what? When, when, I, when I saw him dragging her out the elevator, I knew what happened in the elevator. So I, that, that's what really shocked me is that he just got a few few days suspension. When he was dragging her like she was just a sack of potatoes or, or just not any, anything of any consequence out of the elevator. I mean, that's, that's insensitive. That is like this woman has no value to him. I mean, it, that's, oh, I, yeah, I just don't get it. I just, me. I, what bothered me is she stood up for him. 
you know. I knew she would. Girlfriend. I know. It's, I knew she would. It's about money and 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 no oh, no. and low self esteem. I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. mean, if I don't I care how much money there is, if you have a stronger uh, sense of yourself, you wouldn't tolerate that. Number one, he would never oh, hit. So he would never hit her like that if he thought that that was fine. I mean, or she's yeah, afraid yeah. he'll do it again. Yeah. Well, you know, it does yeah. stand up to him. Some people are afraid that if I stand up to him, he's going to hit me again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she married him, so. No. Yeah, she married him after that. Yeah. She the did. thing is, is look at Rihanna. Wasn't it Rihanna and Chris Brown too? He beat the heck out of her. Yes. I mean, yeah. Least, he went to jail. Yeah. He went to jail for it. He did. He yeah. did. And, and, and you know. No, what you were saying? Oh no, I, I thought I didn't want to. <laughs> I just yeah, there's um, a delay. I just want our listeners to know that sometimes we're really not talking over each other. There's a little delay when we're talking, so we don't realize that someone's already started a sentence before we 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 chime in. Yeah, the, the theme of the Rihanna thing is that there were people that were saying, "Well, she fight, she was fighting him back." <laughs> I'm sorry, young men out there, you're you're bigger than women. Just a mere push can really hurt us. So you, you have a mo- much more control. You could hold her hands. You could take her out of, uh, out of the room, shut the door. you got all kinds of ways of controlling women. You can women. walk out. You can right. walk or like away. like we tell our children. Yes. Like we just tell our kids to say, use your words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, oh. when they were like two and three years old and hitting their friends because they didn't know any better. When you say, use your words. And men, men and women, when you're in an abusive relationship, get the hell out of it. On mm-hmm. both sides. Well, on both I sides. have to tell you, um, I have to confess that my first marriage, um, he was, I was young at the time. I, I really didn't uh, know him all that well, and he was abusive. He drank and he abused me. And I thought after I tried to think I could change him, and I think that sometimes with women you think, well, you know what? I can probably try to change him. He won't do this. But it's always your fault. You made me do that. You know, I would never have done that if you hadn't said that. I would never have done this. So finally, after one particularly brutal um, event, that was it. And I never, I mean, he begged and I thought, no way. I am not going to have, uh, I'm not going to have my son see this and I'm not going to, to do this anymore. And it's very empowering when you can extricate yourself from such a toxic relationship but you know I do think it it is a self-esteem issue you know I think you're right Elisa because you never feel you're good enough you know Mm -hmm. they make you feel like you're never good enough Mm -hmm. and you can't change people I mean I think it's my grandmother once said and I I thought it was very wise she said if they hit you once they'll always hit you they'll never change and you know and I think that's true once once it happens I think it's very hard for men to not to do it again yeah so you know, I think women do need to stand up for themselves more with Gamergate or even as an engineer or, or in the workplace. I remember um, being a nurse, you know, there was a uh, female resident, um, very, very smart. She was a cardiac resident. And she had asked, we were there at a patient's bedside, and she had asked a very intelligent question about this uh, patient's uh, diagnosis. And when he spoke to her, he spoke to her as if she was five years old. I could not believe it. But he was he was openly a very sexist physician. We all knew that. It's the way he treated the nurses. And, uh, he, you know, if he walked into the nurse's station, basically you had to give up your seat. It didn't matter how tired you were. It didn't matter if you had just sat down to do your charting. You had to stand up because he expected it. 
And he, this woman who, you know, she was probably a fifth year resident. So, I mean, she had quite a bit of schooling at the time. Um, and he basically spoke to her in front of the patient and in front of the nursing staff as if she was five years old. And I thought, what a sexist jerk. And I don't know. I don't know where it begins to start the dialogue to change the attitudes because maybe Gamergate, you know, you're dealing with a lot of, I guess, very insecure men that are gaming and do not want women involved with that um, in that uh, uh, culture. Uh, they don't, you know, they're going to disparage every game that a woman develops, obviously. You know, it's never going to be good enough unless the the woman looks the way that these guys look at because they're not going to go out and buy those games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the di- to start the dialogue. I'm glad all of these things are kind of coming to a head. I think, you know, Nadella having to talk about raises at Microsoft and, and the culture that women deal with at Microsoft I think Gamergate and I think the NFL, I think all of these things are, hopefully it'll, it'll come into a real healthy open debate on these, uh, these attitudes of sexism, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but who, you know, are we to blame? I mean, Barbie dolls, if I had a girl, I'd never let her, play. I played with Barbie, but Barbie never looked the way she did now. I, I mean, or maybe she did, but. Suzay, she, I am so in agreement with you. <laughs> I was criticized for that. I have all boys, as you know, but I was, I always said, if I have a girl, I'm not buying them dolls. I'm not buying them Barbie. And I wouldn't let my kids have guns. It took years before I'd let them have a Nerf gun for a water or a water gun because I didn't want to set. My father was appalled that I would, he said, I'm going to buy your kids a BB gun. I said, the hell you are. Well, your brother had one. Like, fine. You're his father. You're not my kid's father. They are not having BB guns. And they, and they didn't. Yeah, I, I think that... I'm not promoting violence. I think that I was shaped by being the youngest and then having two brothers that I never played with dolls. My dolls, when I got dolls, my brothers would take them and, you know, play wrestling, go from, throw them around. So I thought that's how you played with dolls. <laughs> and maybe that's the reason why I went into tech and did different things. But it's a culture. This is a culture where... Um, one man shoots a um, teenager and he gets off, and a woman shoots a warning shot in a wall uh, uh, to yeah. defend off her husband who has a history of domestic violence, and she gets twenty years in jail. So it's, there's some injustice here all around, and it's coming. Or, and you see it not, everywhere, huh? Yes, it, yes, because look at in Iran. You know, a woman got uh, executed yes. because yes, she did. You know, she she was raped. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just, you know, she... She, she defended herself. Person, she defended she herself. She defended herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, put some, I put some links in the show notes for mm-hmm. people to read as far as, you know, what is Gamergate. And just a couple articles I found interesting. But there's this one, um, it was on Gawker a few weeks ago, and I'm not going to name this person because I don't want to give him any, any publicity because he's just, oh, my God. But what he did, he's a California attorney. I mean, the man is a lawyer. What kind, I don't know. But the man is a lawyer. And some of the tweets that he put out, you, I was telling, I told Vicky before, before we started recording, one of his tweets was, who cares about breast cancer and rape? Not me. The man's a lawyer. Yeah. 
Right. And these, these are the things see, that he's, he's out there tweeting. Yeah, he says that, you know, why don't women stand up for me, uh, men's rights? Or what do you mean? What are the men's right. rights? You know, when, when, you, right. when you have a privilege of being a man in this world, um, what do you mean rights? You don't have to fight for anything. You know? so. Yeah, and then there's something called fat shaming week. You know, why yeah. don't you, why, uh, why, you're the one who needs to stand up and sit down. Those are called squats and you need to do some. Yeah, but when, you, when you, you you see you see articles all the time be about politics, be about just just simple. Oh, I like a supernatural TV show, and then there would be there would be somebody in there that's going to go negative and start criticizing people, attacking people, attacking the article. These are people that need to get a life. You know, you can communicate with people without making it us against them or some kind of uh, battle. You know, I don't read comments anymore. Um, I don't. I I end up feeling so negative after, or like I need to take a shower. You know, it's just a nasty situation. Um, and I, there's freedom of speech, and then there's just people who just are going to take advantage of everything and turn something nice and positive and something negative. Um, oh, the the, the, yeah. the comments, Vicky, in these articles that I'm linking to, I was appalled. I was I was appalled. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. All right, you you have the right to say GamerGate's not a big deal. Okay, you're entitled to your opinion, and that's fine. But so what some of these people were writing, what happened to Brianna Wu, being being outed as far as here's her address, here's her phone number, this is where you live, and putting it out on the internet, yeah. and saying they're going to kill her and chop up her husband, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people mm-hmm. were saying, what's wrong with that? In the mm-hmm. comments, they yeah. were saying, "So she deserves it for for doing what she did." She or didn't do anything. They were saying, and that, that's the point. They, because that's the point. because she she's didn't do a anything. female, she's a female with an opinion. She yeah. did something. But it was a rumor. She's a female with an opinion. To, there was a rumor. Well, this Mike's. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying this Mike Cernovich who had those terrible tweets. But th- see, that's where you know I don't really believe in censorship. But bullying, you know, I think seriously, take him off Twitter. Just take him off. He tries to go back. Just, you know, ban him from Twitter. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. He's not threatening people's vitriol, lives. Vitri- yeah, vitriol like that. Like, you know, he basically, um, I don't know if you read this one. Have you guys ever tried raping a girl without using, you know, he said date rape does not exist. I don't know. I, uh, well, I, you know, I, I, honest to God. We, I think we missed the point when we talk, we talk about free speech. You have a freedom of speech. You can say anything you want to, but you don't have the right to yell fire in a movie theater. This is the same context. You don't have a right to threaten people's lives. You don't have the right to talk, no. get their personal information out. Those are just general etiquette on any board. And these guys are all into rules and this. you should do things a certain way. Well, they're, they're the ones breaking the rules. They're the ones that should be banned from access to a computer in general, ever for the rest of their lives, when you do stuff like that. You know, and it's, again, a, it's the responsibility of all of these websites to kick these people off, you know, and find out who they are. Stop letting people anonymously sign up for accounts. You know, you got to have a real account, a person behind that. And not, um, that's the whole problem. If we got rid of that, then we could probably keep this down to a minimum. You're going to always have somebody that's going to call you a name. But it starts off even when they're young. Look how many young girls have committed suicide 
over the viciousness of, you know, Facebook or Twitter, you know, I mean, girls have, you know, they, they can't handle it. I mean, peer pressure is so bad when you're young anyway, every, every pimple is magnified when you're a teenager. That's just how it is when you're a teenager, you know? Yeah. If you could take all teenagers and bring them into a room and say, you know, guys, this is not the end of life here just move on but you can't it's different when you're a teenager and you're going through all the hormonal changes and trying to be an adult and trying to you know not to succumb to peer pressure and um to kind of honor the the morals that your the morals that your parents have kind of instilled in you but i think that this this vitriolic um interchange with Gamergate and and all of the abuse that we're seeing, somehow there needs to be uh, some type of dialogue. Because I do feel bad for women as well, working in the working force, that they're doing the same amount of work that a man is doing, but yet they aren't getting equal pay, you know? And it takes them forever to get a raise. They're, they're, They're bypassed. Or on the same token, sometimes they get a raise, and they're a manager, way too young. They don't have the experience, and they're set up to fail. I mean, it goes both ways. Yeah. You know, I've seen that as well. So, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is, but it just if if you have people like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and all these others that are basically um, saying, you know, that uh, they're not sexist. Every time you hear them on the radio, they're always saying sexist things. And again, this goes uh, back to how are we bringing up the girls? When I saw pink Legos in the Lego store, I almost had a heart attack. I'm thinking they have to make Legos pink for girls to play with. I would play with Legos if they were the primary colors. I I was a tomboy when I was growing up. Um, I played with guys and they treated me equally. You know, we we made jumps. We went down, you know, they made uh, ski jumps. We went down in toboggans or flying saucers. I mean, they always treated me as equal. There was no difference because I was a girl until, but, of course, but, you know, I but, a teenager. I like that. I've noticed a difference um, how, in how they treat people in the classroom. A girl raising her hand will be ignored. And they try to engage the boys because the boys were not interested. And then I learned to just keep my hand down because I know I wasn't going to be called on. I, I learned oh, to just, just, just ignore, you know, or become disinterested in the classroom because I, I'm not going to get any attention from the teacher. I'm not above any no, importance. I, I, usually, I usually raise my hand and went, oh, oh, oh. I was the one doing that too. Then I, I, did it too. I did it. I did it a long time. And then <laughs> then I, had, I was at the reputation of, oh, she thinks she knows everything. And, and that's not positive. That's not something. And I just, I just ignored it because I had a lot of older brothers and sisters that told me, oh, there are going to be people that are going to do this to you or say this to you. Before I even started going to school. So I know that there are going to be people that weren't going to be nice to me like they are in your home. <laughs> there are going to be people that don't think you're the greatest thing in the world, like in your home. But um, um, not all people can handle that. You know, not all people are are going to be able to they have people at home that, that are supporting them and telling them you're a good kid, you're smart, you're this. It's okay for you to know these things. And this all came from my father. My father realized that women needed uh, uh, to be strong. And the first thing he told me is you don't need a man. You, and a man is a nice thing to have, but uh, a good man 
it's, uh, it's hard to find. <laughs> Lady, ladies, I yes. hate to interrupt, but um, we have a special yes, guest joining us man. right now. <laughs> Yay, a good man. Yay, Scott. Are you there, Scott? I'm here, yeah. Scott, is he? Scott? I heard that last statement from Vicky, and I was like, wait a minute, what am I walking into here? <laughs> Oh, well. We're on your side, Scott. Yeah. Scott, okay. for those of you who don't know, Scott Wilsey is the host of the former Pocket Size podcast, and we're so sorry that you decided to let it end. But oh, we know, so we know stuff happens. <laughs> but what I we are... Oh, no? We do. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. And, yeah. Scott, I was out in your neck of the woods uh, about a month ago. In oh, really? Yeah. I was going to try to um, look you up, but the thing is, is we were... We didn't even have, I didn't even have time to bring my husband to the Piddick Mansion, literally. We were just, just crazy. But um, it was so warm and all the fires. It's just like, what's happening to my beautiful Oregon? It's a tinderbox. Oh, don't worry. It's pouring buckets now. Yay. Good, good, good. Well, Scott, I know you're, you're late to the party here, but we have been talking about Gamergate. Hooray, Goomer Gub. Yeah. <laughs> and just how. <laughs> How, just how appalling and how some people are thinking it's okay. I think there's two things. There are some extremely appalling people who really do think that way. And I also think there's a lot of confused people who actually think that it's about uh, ethics and journalism and all these other stupid things that they're saying. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people who at some point in their lives, as they grow up a little more, they're going to realize how stupid the whole thing was. And then there's just the mean, vile people who are sexist pigs. I mean, I think it's a yeah. lot of things. But it's pretty it's pretty depressing. Well, I think anytime women try to foray into tech, I, I just think the whole technology, I think more, I, was, I had mentioned about nursing, you know, years ago, there was a very sexist position, you know, um, talking down to a resident, a, a female resident. But also... I think with technology, I, I was saying, Scott, earlier, is that the whole NFL domestic abuse backlash and also the, the CEO of Microsoft, Nadella, making those comments about, you know, if women should just have faith that a raise will come to them, they're karmically, you know, due for a raise. And then the whole Gamergate issue, I, I'm hoping there's some type of dialogue about, you know, the, the, the sexism and, and technology, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that in, you know, in America, we still have problems with, you know, isms. We still have racism. We still have sexism. We still have all these things. I think, though, what I'm hoping is this is a period in time where we're going to look back and we're going we're gonna to look at these people. You know, more people are going to look at these guys the same way we look at people who are racist now. And, you know, I just... I hope by the time my daughter grows up a little bit, she doesn't have to worry about these people. Like, they're so insignificant and so ignored that this isn't even an issue. I think it's going to go that way. I just don't know how long it's going to take. Like, it can't... I, I don't know. I, I, It's not a viable position. It's not a viable argument to make. I mean, the way... It, you know, it's just, it's just stupid. Like, you have a bunch of people that think they like... You know, they, they keep saying that, no, no, we like women in gaming, blah, blah, blah. But what they really like is their idea of what a woman should be, not what a woman is. Yes. Yes. And, you know, that attitude has got to go. It's just got to go. And I think, I'm just hoping this is something we have to get through and it's brighter on the other side. I don't know. Otherwise, it's too depressing to think about. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think also is that um, that social media makes that that little bitty minority of voices of people with the negative seem bigger than what it really is. Um, and, yes. And, yeah. and it just amplifies it. And their negativity is the only thing you see because it's so shocking at times that that's all you can talk about. You you, you can't even talk about the real issue because the real issue uh, is there really wasn't an issue. I think that the whole basic thing about it was that there was a rumor that somebody, somebody, she had a relationship with somebody that wrote a review of her game. When if that never happened, that nobody ever did a review of her game and gave her a favorable review, uh, and that she had a relationship with, and that was all thrown by the wayside with all this negative stuff and threatening her life and doing all kinds of other stuff, which they would never do to another male game. They uh, would not do it to a man. Yeah. But why yeah. right. investigative journalism? Why didn't someone just say, you know what, whoa, 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 that's her ex-boyfriend. Obviously, he has yeah. some sour grapes. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's, let's work through this, guys. Yeah. You know, why didn't they, there wasn't a backlash about the ex-boyfriend? You know, why about her? Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, to be honest with you, and I'm, I'm just playing, you know, I'm just saying this, is that if a guy had cheated on her and with a wo- you know with a woman another woman that gave him a favorable review would that even be an issue i was just going to say that no nope, it wouldn't have be an issue it'd be like you know um lucky right, you so yeah <laughs> right exactly well that's been that attitude has been i don't, it's been from the beginning of time right if a guy you know does that yay woohoo he's a stud if a woman does you know she's negatively portrayed it's uh that that's just part of the double standard that's always existed that makes no sense um i don't know it's it, it's insane that they yeah it's insane that they say that it's not about the fact that she was a woman and and then it went from there but they do i i mean i'm sure some of these guys believe it look Suze, you were talking about examples of it in other industries and 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 in the tech industry you know i work for a big tech company and i've worked there for 20 one years. So I have seen a lot of things change. Also, I've moved around in different groups. And right now where I'm at, I think uh, it's probably the best I've seen for how women are treated as equals. And you don't even think about that. I don't know if it's just where I'm at in the company and my position and the people I work with. I don't know, but it's good. It looks good. You know, we have a lot of uh, women engineers who I, from my perspective, I haven't talked to them about this. My perspective is um, nobody, it's not an issue for anybody. Nobody gives it a second thought. I have seen in the past many, many, many times where men, engineers, male engineers would not, you know, they they clearly were not listening to women. And they clearly would mans, you know, they clearly would get on there and try and explain to women because clearly the women didn't understand what they were doing, blah, 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 that kind of attitude. I used to see it a lot. I don't see it as much anymore. I think part of it's just where I'm at and the people I work with, or maybe it's getting better. I don't know. But I know it. There, I know it's there. I know it exists. Uh, I've seen it so many times, the attitudes of, oh, well, the women here, they don't understand the technical stuff. That's our job. I have seen it over and over. So I know it's there. I just think... You know, uh, yeah, you're right. It's there. And I I can't speak for the world as a whole. Obviously, it's still a huge problem in society. Where I'm at, fortunately, not a problem at work, so I don't have to we don't have to be subjected to that too much where I'm at. 
I think for the the women at my company who are programmers, though, I think they still face a lot more of that than than the women who are engineers in the department that I'm in. Look at them as individuals. There's probably some women who aren't very good, but I'm sure there's a lot of men who aren't very good either. Oh, absolutely. Look at them as an individual. The difference is men have have more of an attitude of they know what they're talking about and they're going to try and steamroll over people who disagree, whether they do or not. Like men seem to have less self-doubt about their position, or at least that's how they portray it, even when they should have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's a different attitude. But you're absolutely right. There's no difference. There are fully competent men, fully competent women, fully incompetent men, fully incompetent women, and uh, the whole range in between. But, you know, so to... to try to portray it otherwise it's crazy yeah well scott i was i was mentioning earlier that i've got some links in the show notes for articles that i was reading but the, what appalled me the most was the comments people made now some of the comments even if it disagreed with the concept of gamergate some of the comments were still well thought out weren't weren't vicious they were just i disagree and here's why what i want to know is the people who were just downright nasty and I don't even know what else what, what word to use what would they be like in real life you know if, if, if you met one of these people that has to hide behind the anonymity of going online going on twitter posting a comment who are just yeah we should you know they're right this woman should be raped because of what she did would he say that to you in person what kind of person is he for real I doubt it I don't know. I've it's it's. I mean, I was. I my, my my jaw just dropped when I read some of these. I don't know. I don't know what gives somebody the courage to say something like that because that's that's pretty. Right in your the face. Right anonymous. in your face. I mean, like yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah what kind right, of sure. person are you to hmm. say? Yeah, we should. You know, we should. You know, beat her. We should rape her. Yeah, she deserved to die. What's but I, wrong but I'm also, with you? But I'm also wondering how much of that is trolling, Elisa. You know, well, just, I, just, true. just trolling. True. Some of it's trolling, and some of these people are too immature and stupid to realize what they're saying. Like, I'm not yeah. excusing it. It's wrong. The fact that anybody can say that without realizing what they're saying is a massive problem. And then if they do realize what they're saying, that's obviously even worse. But one of the I just th- think some of these people are stupid kids that don't even have a clue what they're talking I, about. One of the things I think that won't ever change is that there are going to still be sexist images of women on in these games, but oh, yeah. but we need it to have a, we need to have more balance here. Not just those are the only images of women in, uh, uh, portrayed yeah, in virtual, the game. I don't think virtual raping should not be happening in games. I, no. I'm sorry, it should just shouldn't. No. Well, isn't it isn't isn't it sort of like um, illegal to even have videos of that kind of thing? You know the real thing, so the animation shouldn't be allowed either. You know, it's it. I don't see the purpose of that. What is that all about? I, I don't get it. You know, and I know we mentioned well, that earlier about that's in game that uh, the the game of uh, Grand Theft Auto and all that. But the object of the game is not just that. So that's totally incidental. So it doesn't need to be in there. It's not necessary. Well, I think part of it is shock value, and the thing is, is that you know the guys, you know. It's, something for them to buy and hey but what makes it what makes the boundary you know why is it okay to rape a woman even virtually i mean it it shouldn't be happening it's the same thing and we would if we there would be a huge uproar if it was a nine-year-old girl or a nine-year-old boy would we not i mean so what's the difference 
you know, I mean, of course, I do know the difference with child porn and um, and uh, uh, child rape, and molestation, and women. But still, why is it okay in a game that's mostly played by men? I mean, you're not going to have a woman play Grand Theft Auto and and virtually rape a woman. So why is it allowed uh, for for this game? I just think it's just, I, I I think it really crosses the boundary, and I think that is the whole gamer culture. You know, I don't mind these guys. I mean. My son plays, he's played World of Warcraft, and he plays, you know, I don't know, Halo or Call of Duty. He plays with other guys. You know, I mean, mostly it's pretty other guys. Once in a while, though, like on World of Warcraft, if he's playing, or years ago, I could hear girls playing. That's why I'm thinking that probably more females um, play World of Warcraft. But again, you're in more of a fantasy world than you are as, a, as in Call of Duty, you know, or, or Halo. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. But... It is kind of interesting where do you draw the line because I've played Grand Theft Auto games before and I would, instead of doing the missions, I would just go around running over people and jumping out of cars and beating up people. I would do that too. And to me, that was hilarious. (laughs) To me, it was hilarious for some reason (laughs) because I knew it was a game. Yeah. Uh, And yet I would never cross that line of, of, you know, finding a female character in the game and, and having... You know, it just, I can't even say it. I, that's, there's a line that yeah. even though it's just a game yeah. and even though I've just been beating people up and running them over in a car and yeah. there's, yeah. there's a line that I don't even want to talk about crossing. It, well, it does. It seems like yeah. a crazy line that yeah, anybody would see. And it seems, you know, it's, it, and why is there not a, a, an outrage against that? Because for me, you know, I think, I think you're right, Scott. You know, how many times have we, been driving along and you get somebody that's just you know walk right across the street and you think oh 10 points 10 right points there. yeah now, 10 points. you would never <laughs> hit him in real no, life i know it's terrible <laughs> of course i would never hit him in real life yeah. but boy and there's or there's sometimes that people pull out in front of you and i'm thinking boy i just want a bond car right now a james yeah. bond car where i could yeah. just deflate their tires you know yeah. i mean you do i mean that's of course i'd never do that but um that is a think the dichotomy between someone that's just playing for it for entertainment and some of but some of these guys are really into it and they don't want women at all unless as a sex object in these games they don't want them designing games they disparage the games that they they do design and develop um uh, you know i don't know where the the line is or if this will even create a dialogue that that will change for women in the near future in gaming i don't know the what I think a lot of these guys are is they, they say that they are okay with women in gaming. They're like, look, we have women gamers and all this stuff. But if women speak their attitude, their their opinions, the attitudes back towards them are anger and hate. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. these are real women that are saying their real opinions. If you're reacting that way, it means that you don't actually like women. You like the idea of women. It's kind of like <laughs> Yeah, and you don't respect them. Yeah, you don't respect them. This is what they're saying. You're not listening. So I guess, you you know, it's like... I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering. I don't. How, I don't know how you solve that problem. I don't wondering how and many. What do you? Sorry, I, go ahead. I, I wonder how many of these guys are really programmers, because I work with programmers every day, and, and I, I find them to be confident in themselves. <laughs> they don't find them to be insecure or afraid if somebody uh, doesn't agree with them. You know, I, and I, they, they have women peers that they work closely well so I'm just wondering if, like like Suzanne said they're just trolls they really are not even part of the whole envi- environment some of them I'm sure are 
But I, I'm wondering how many really are programmers that really into um, uh, the environment where people create the games. Maybe they're just guys that play the games and that's their opinion. Yeah, they want the game. Players. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, Scott, what happens? What happens with you know people like you? You have a you have a young daughter. Yeah, she comes to you and says, "Why is there such violence in Grand Theft Auto? You know, why are women portrayed this way? What are you supposed to say?" Well, I think that I already before that have to start having conversations with her about this stuff because, you know. I was reading something the other day that kind of woke me up about uh, relationship violence. And it's like, you know, you really need to start talking to your kids when they're in grade school. And I'm like, you know, even before she's dating, I kind of have to get her. Yes. I don't want to do it. I don't want to spoil her little mind. Right now she's, you know, for her the world is good. And I, I don't want to ruin that. But I have to, you know, obviously with every kid you teach them don't go strangers. You know, they know there's bad in the world, but they're still, they still have a positive attitude towards meeting people and interacting with people, right? And I don't want to destroy that, but even now I start have I I have to have a conversation with her about, you know, men are going to, you know, there are men in the world who mistreat women. You cannot accept that. You know, you cannot uh, accept the things that they say about you, that they think about you. You can't let them put you in their little box, and you can't let them mistreat you physically either. And I and she has to start learning that. So, if I do my job right, which I'm not sure that I'll be able to, but if I do my job right. She'll already have had some exposure to the idea that there are incorrect concepts out there and incorrect attitudes out there. As far as telling what to tell her when she encounters it in games, for example, you know, honestly, at this point, until things change a lot, I'm not a huge gamer anyway. So if she never plays a computer game in her life, I don't care. If she wants to, great. Uh, I will help, you know, I will obviously try to help her find the games that are really good, like a lot of her friends play Minecraft. Um, you know, and, and and try to do it with her together where we're in, where I'm involved and not just say, oh, go play games, whatever, I don't care what you're doing. Uh, it is a tough one, but uh, I think it I think it's part of a bigger conversation that I have to have with her, and it's a bigger... Because it starts little. I've even heard, you know young boys in her class age talk, oh, that's just a girl, oh, you know, marginalizing girls and pushing them aside. It already starts. It yeah. probably did when I was a kid. I just don't remember ever doing that kind of stuff, but we probably did. I'm sure we did. Well, think of the Sandlot. You played ball like a girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and, and some boys say it and it means nothing. Some boys say it and they have actual disdain, you know. So, it, it already is starting, so it's it's like I have to I have to get her aware of that, and ha- and I have to try to help her understand that those are not valid attitudes. Don't accept them. Like, don't accept boys saying, "Well, I can do all this, and you can't," or whatever. Don't accept that. Focus on what you can do. Focus on the fact that you are easily as smart as them. You can do these things. That, you know, whatever. Not let her accept their negativity or marginalizing her because oh, you're a girl. Well. Um, yeah, I just think it's part of a bigger conversation. And to me, the gaming aspect of it is, I, I don't want to say it's the least important. Well, I guess I do. It's probably the least important because if it comes up in games, I I don't know. I, I don't, at this point in time, she doesn't have a massive interest in those kinds of games. And if she gets to that point, I will definitely have that conversation with her. But uh, I'm more worried about the culture as a whole and getting her to understand 
there's some crazy stuff out there and you do not accept it. I don't care what people think. You are free to reject their philosophies. Yeah. Yeah, by the I way, by, by, by the way, Suzanne, uh, when they say she throws like a girl, you can say, yeah, Monet Davis. She throws very well for a girl. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. I love she's that. awesome. She got her own commercial. Good for her. She I love that. Fabulous. She threw out the first pitch at the World Series game. That was great. That was fantastic, yeah. yeah. What a wonderful uh, role model for all girls, though. Yeah, to, yeah. You know, I think she did a great job. But, you know, I think that you do have to have that conversation. I think it's a very wise conversation. Um, I was saying earlier that my first marriage was not a very good one, and I, um, you know, I was assaulted. And I think if you have that conversation, so girls have a sense of self-respect, a protective self-respect, but they don't need to take it. They don't, like Vicky said, her dad, before you came into the conversation, said you you don't need a man to live. And it's it's true. I think women need to be able to stand on their own two feet and to have a sense of self-respect that men and, and demand that men won't treat them like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a confidence. You know, I didn't quite have that confidence when I was younger. Uh, certainly do now. But if I had had a daughter, I definitely would have done the same thing um, that you plan on doing is start the dialogue, the conversation early. It's unfortunate we need to do that, but with with the bullying that takes place right now on Twitter and Facebook when they're young, tweens even, um, I think parents need to have that conversation. Uh, nobody wants to see their child be bullied or have such a poor sense of self-respect that they feel they need to end their life or uh, be so traumatized, you know, uh, by what people say about them. It's it would be great if you could have the attitude you you evolve into later in life when you're younger like who cares yes. what people think about me you know so, that's right you know because you whatever. know you say oh you know these people are being massive jerks to me and they're tormenting now but you look five years down the road ten years down the road and you're like it doesn't even matter yeah, it, it doesn't. just doesn't even it matter doesn't. at all but that no. perspective really you can you can tell people that all you want but you don't get that perspective for yourself until you get there you have to make it through yeah, and don't true. give give them your don't give them your power. You know, don't let them see you sweat. You know, they, they they bother you, but I would never let anybody know that they bother me. You know, and I think that made the issue worse. Or they would they would either treat me, try to bully me more, or they'll back off one or the other. But I was never going to let them think that what they did or said to me bothered. So they move on. To, generally, bullies move on to the next person. You know. And then you learn from that experience that, you know, hey, those are people that you don't want in your life. You know, you learn that. You'll see it when you get older. But kids, kids don't, they don't realize that. They think that they're at the bottom and they're never going to come back up. They don't realize life has ups and downs. Yeah. They want to be accepted. I think it's so yes. important, too, that kids feel they need, they need to be part of a group, you know. Yeah. And you yeah. want your child to be in a good group, not yeah. a poor group. Yeah. Um, but uh, but so anyway, you know, I think um, I think that's also, you know, important that they get a sense of self-acceptance that they don't need. Other, but again, that's easier said than done. You know, that's something. It's they have easier. To yeah, it is. I know my daughter. She's like I was when I was a kid. She's very sensitive to uh, to how she's treated by other people. And it's good and bad because she's sensitive to other people. But she's also sensitive about how she's treated in return and have a few concerns about that so i you know personally i think i'm lucky and i think probably everybody in this group is 
fortunate that we grew up in an age where, hey, at least if people were jerks, we could get away from them when we went home. But now that's not the case. You know, there's the internet and there's online harassment and it's different. It's a lot tougher. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. Okay, so does anyone else have anything else I'd like to add before we wrap up for today? Thanks for coming, Scott. Yes, Scott, great to hear your voice again. No problem. Sorry I waltzed in so late. I uh, found out that people can't drive in the rain, so... (laughs) (laughs) They can't drive in the snow either. I remember the name. Oh, yeah. Don't even say that word. Snow. Okay, so we would like to hear your opinions. What do you think? Have you ex- have you experienced this yourself in the workplace? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter or Facebook. You can find all our contact information at 3 Geeky Ladies with the number 3 spelled out. And, Scott, where can people get in touch with you? Oh, on Twitter, it's uh, ScottAW. is fine. Okay, great. So we thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. My name is Peter Bird, and I am the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives, or the things they're interested in, or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically, we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there, and to learn. If that appeals to you, or you like that idea, or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then. Come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network.